Thanks, guys, for that. We get a double dose of communities today because we've got Mary O'Connell, our host and writer of Check Call, your podcast and newsletter all about the 3PL space. Joining us today, Mary, thank you for being here for our second communities episode today. Anytime, guys. You know I love a Tuesday morning with you guys. And Mary, we love having you on and jumping into it. Why should people care about LTL? Uh, I mean, so anyone who's ever watched the show or listened to me talk about anything, um, they all know that I am, you know, a pretty big LTL nerd. It's kind of cool. I like it. Um, It's weird, but, you know, it's still fun. But one of the main reasons that, like, everyone should kind of care a little bit about LTL is that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to poise itself to be a pretty big player in transportation over the next few years. I mean, you know, we'll still have full truckload and we'll still have parcel, but there's going to be a lot more of those kind of in-between shipments. We were already seeing it before the pandemic where volumes were insane LTL and pretty much anytime truckload rates get high, a lot of people start looking at, well, could I just break this up and send it on LTL? Maybe that would be cheaper. Um, spoiler alert, it, it never is. Um, but still, <laughs> it's something that, you know, it's an option. And so I think a lot of people are seeing more and more LTL resources pop up and knowing that, <clears throat> excuse me, it is a valid, um, it is a pretty valid and very efficient way to get stuff where it needs to be. So I think that it's, you know, it's going to put itself nicely to be, um, you know, mo- a strong mode of transportation in the future. And LTL is one of those things where, you know, you can't really just hire a truck and say, here you go, have a nice day. We'll kind of figure it out as you go. There are a lot more rules and just, you know, some different processes behind it, which is completely fine. But you just have to kind of take the time before you start shipping on it to kind of know what some of those are. Otherwise, it's going to end up being a very costly mistake because um, mistakes on LTL are a lot more expensive than they are on full truckload. <laughs> During 2020 and 2021, LTL was kind of like that unsung hero of our tight trucking market in general, right? We saw a lot of companies pivot to breaking up their shipments and they were okay with paying a little bit more just because they just needed their stuff to get there on time. And because of that, we saw companies like Old Dominion and like ArcBest perform really, really well. And some of that momentum has really kind of carried over into the softening market. Do you think that this has really been a big time player in the continued success of those companies? And could we maybe see them start to flounder a little bit as the market continues to look soft? Yeah, I mean, anytime there is a initial like truck truck market or full truckload market softening, LTL generally doesn't hurt that badly. Um, but we've seen it even in like the Q4 reports that you know tonnage is down, revenues aren't really where they are expecting to be. Um, people are kind of going back to that being a little bit more picky about the freight that they want, and they want something that you know is a decent. They want something that's a good mix, but ultimately they want that good. They want what they consider good freight, but each carrier has its own version of good freight. So it's just kind of going to be more of you know, what type of freight is that carrier looking for? Um, they're going to be less likely to accept stuff. They're going to be a lot pickier because now they have that option because they, they aren't, their tonnage is down, but they still don't have to, um, they still can, they still can be picky because ultimately that bottom line is not hurting. So when we start to see, um, some of those 
more picky carriers like an Old Dominion or an Arkbest, when we see them start to pick up some freight that isn't normally what they pick up, it's not really in their wheelhouse, then we'll know that maybe maybe things are hurting a little bit more. But for the most part, as long as carriers still remain picky about the freight they want to pick up, then um, then we'll, we'll know that they're not hurting too bad. And Mary, speaking of some of the relationships between truckload and LTL, can you also talk to some of the dynamics and integration with LTL and Final Mile? It seems like there's a lot of integration opportunities there, especially as Final Mile moves a little bit further up the supply chain just to kind of take care of some of the mess that LTL carriers don't want to. Yeah, so pretty much I think that's one of the reasons that LTL has been so successful is that LTL, a lot of carriers have gotten into that final mile space. Like I know um, my I ordered a couch from a, like I ordered a couch online and it was actually delivered by an LTL carrier, like on the branded truck and everything. And I was like, that's weird. But <laughs> hey, you know, who am I? Who am I to judge? I got the couch that I wanted. That's all that I cared about. Um, but no, I think we'll start to see some of those uh, those services of you know the white glove residential delivery, et cetera, et cetera. I think we'll start to see more and more of those as you know uh, e-commerce and those final mile services start to you know ramp up. And um, so I think that's kind of one of the nice things that LTL has been able to rely on is that, you know, they do still have that overflow from the full truckload market. They still have those very traditional, this is, you know, six pallets, I got to move at LTL. And then they're also going to have that final mile component. And that's, I think, what a lot of people are kind of starting to look for just because there is a pretty good, that is a pretty good revenue maker. So I would say that we're just going to keep seeing more and more LTL carriers offering a final mile solution or partnering with a final mile carrier to really kind of, um, you know, boost that, boost that revenue, man. So for maybe if you're a 3PL and you're looking to either kind of strengthen your LTL strategy or get into the LTL space, what's kind of that first step to make sure that you're diving in and you're not diving into murky waters? You have a little bit of clarity and you have a strategy just moving into working with LTL. Yeah, I would say it's definitely, um, you know, if your customers need it, that's a great place to start. Um, And when you start, when you have a customer that comes to say, hey, I would like to ship something LTL. Whether it's like one ship, one-off shipment, or you know you're running a whole RFP for them, definitely start with as much information as you can. So you know with LTL, you need more than just an origin and destination. You need to um, you need an NMFC code. You need to know what class it is. You need some dimensions, maybe some weight, the whole nine yards. So I would say just gather as much information as you can, um, especially if it's a one-off shipment, you know, get that origin, get that destination, know what code, know what NMFC code it could be, double check it because there's a chance that it could get reweighed or reclassed anyway. So you want to make sure that you know why you're classifying it that way versus something else. Because if you reclassify it or if it gets reclassified, you want to be able to maybe, you know, fight that with the carrier. Um, if, if they reclass it to a higher class and you have to pay more. So uh, I'd say definitely know that. And if you're running an RFP, have so much information that is going to help your carriers and that's going to give them a lot more accurate pricing. So that way you're not just getting kind of like a blanket pricing. They know like, okay, this is what a picture of the freight looks like. This is the hours that this receivers or this shipper is open. These are the little 
the, the, all the possible locations it could come from. This is, you know, have maybe a couple months of data. The more you can give them, the better, because that's only going to result in stronger pricing, more accurate pricing. Because if you don't give them a lot of information, they're going to price a little higher and not really that great because they don't know what they're getting into. Whereas if you have pictures and you have more information, then they'll say, oh, okay, we know what we're getting ourselves into. Here's stronger pricing. Mary, amazing insights as always. We all specialize in different fields, but I I really love your take because you come from so many different backgrounds and it's always great to hear from you. If people want more of that insight, watch some check call. How can I do that? Uh, keep watching FreightWaves TV. Do not do not switch off the page. Keep watching FreightWaves TV. Today at 1230, a new episode of Check Call will come out where we talk about LTL and, you know, some technology updates, some training, the whole nine yards. We have a great episode today. Uh, and then we'll have a newsletter that comes out at two o'clock. You can find me on LinkedIn and you can also find me on Twitter at Mario underscore 119. Awesome, Mary. Thank you for that. And we will catch you this afternoon. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more FreightWaves now, so don't go away. 